Hey, what's going on? I'm Matt from a little way. You're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Get it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Excited to be here. So we are super excited to be here tonight as we are joined by a very special guest. His name is Michael Desmond, or as you may know him, local Nomad Mike. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Awesome. What's up, guys? How you doing? Appreciate you jumping on the show. It's uh, like we said before, we started recording. It's been a little while. We announced the uh, interview originally in, I think, March or April. Um, But we're here now, and that's what I'm excited about. Better late than never. matters. Yeah, better late Definitely. than never. I caught you, uh, before we get started in the questions, I caught you on scenes last night. Nice job. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, there was, uh, I think, some technical difficulties, maybe on my end, towards the end. Um, I don't know if you caught that, if you were experiencing them too. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, I mean, that's that's been my problem with streaming, just because my parents' house, uh, where I'm at right now, uh, they have terrible Wi-Fi. Gotcha. And so I think it just cut out. Yeah. I was, uh, I was just getting ready. Like, this is my last song. I'm like, wait, wait, what? He's gone. <laughs> it's like, he just, <laughs> he just, he just duped us all. Um, uh, but hell of a job. It was a great set. Thanks, man. Yeah. Before we start talking music though, let's take a few minutes to learn about you. Tell us more about Michael Desmond. I, uh, I just play music and, uh, I like to run. I like, uh, I enjoy coffee. Uh, gotta uh, have coffee. You know, I'm an ice cream addict, um, but kind of gets me going. Um, yeah, man, that's really like what I'm all about. Uh, love Elliot Smith, uh, love, uh, horror movies. Um, just making dad jokes. Um, I love dad jokes. I love love Um, the dad jokes. And that's, that's pretty much me, man. So, Um, so you, you had me at ice cream. You, yeah. you, you lost me at running. I am. Yeah, yeah. You, you got me at running. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> well, see, here, Here's the me. thing. You know, here's the thing. I've kind of uh, kind of live like a backwards lifestyle because I don't, you know, I like drink sometimes. I don't really go out and, and get hammered anymore. But like I figured like if I'm not going to drink, I can eat ice cream. So the way like <laughs> the way I can counteract that is like, hey, like I'll just if I eat ice cream, I'll just run. So it kind of like balances it out. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. You know I, I generally only run to one place after I eat ice cream, but that's not that's not for here uh, or now. <laughs> no, <I got> <laughs> uh, now. Now, what is your ice cream of choice? Ah, uh, man. Uh, it really depends what brand you're talking about now. You let's, let's go Briars. Really? That's the classic. Br- Briars sucks. I'm just thinking, yeah, Briars is like very – It's, hor- male, it's horrible. Yeah. It's right, it's right. good. It's good, man. I'm, I'm like a you know, Haagen-Dazs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Are you a little bougie? Okay. I'm going, no, I'm going to my favorite restaurant, you know, 7-Eleven. That's a great place. If I'm going Haagen-Dazs, I'm going coffee all day. They have the, yeah, that's a good, that's a good flavor. They have the best coffee ice cream ever. I'm, I'm a, if I have to go like top three, I'm coffee, mint chocolate chip and cookies and cream. I'm with you, man. The mint chocolate chip is amazing. The rum raisin, that's a sleeper. It's a sleeper. You're right. I, it doesn't come yeah. to the top of the mind. Never, never have it. If it. Listen, Sam, if it's in the back of someone's fridge, you don't say no. Or freezer. See, that's how I discovered it. Someone just left it in my car, so I just <laughs> ate it. Like, I, I, I picked up my friend from Queens, and and she like 
got it and I think it like fell out of her bag and I was like I got home and I was like oh shit there's ice cream I was like do you want this she's like no you can have it perfect now before quick with mint chocolate chip green or white well, does it matter I mean I, I think uh, I'm, I'm down with the green for some yeah, reason yeah good good stuff now we, we know you're from Long Island, Long Island you've written and are writing about baseball so we have to ask Mets or Yankees Mets. Oh, I knew it. We, Sam and I, we prepped for this. We we went on we, before we called you. We said, okay, if he says Mets, since we're Phillies guys, we got to go there. If he's Yankees, whatever, we can forgive him for 09 for the World Series. <laughs> but, oh my God. but for the Mets, are you like, now are you like a diehard, it's in your blood type thing? Like I am with the Phillies? Yeah, I mean, not as much, man. I used to pay more attention growing up, but like I kind of, you know, dropped the ball so to speak uh, over the past couple of years and i just haven't really paid as much attention as i should yeah the mets um, have often dropped the ball recently too so i think it, that makes sense yeah always <laughs> <drop> the <ball. laughs> that's totally fair i just I actually you no know, my it's, it's funny um i missed uh, uh what was it what was the year uh 2013 that no hitter yeah uh uh i missed that to see radiohead well, you know, it's a pretty good and, excuse. And my ex friend got so mad at me, we almost broke up. But it was worth it. Yeah, I I missed the really? Phillies. I missed the Phillies World Series game once to go see say anything. So, I really, yeah, I felt like that was okay. a fair trade off. Yeah, but my ex girlfriend was a bigger Mets fan yeah. than I was. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm see, I was a season ticket holder for the Phillies, die hard. I still am, but. I don't know. There's something about that night where I was like, I got to go see Max. Got to check him out. And and the Phillies actually ended up losing that game anyway. So I didn't feel terrible about it. It was 09. It was 09 against the Yanks. Not not the one where they won. I mean, I, listen, I just want to say thank you really quick before we move on to the next topic for 2007. Uh, that was the <laughs> Phillies' first division win in 13 years, uh, 14 years. And you blew a seven-game lead with 17 to play. So I just want to say thank you. For that, there's our jab. That's the one jab, and now we can be friends again. I just wanted to throw that okay. one thing in there. Okay, so when did you actually start to play music? Uh year, years ago. When I was like eight or nine, and then more seriously, you know, in high school. Were you self-taught or? Uh I was self-taught, but I I took lessons, but like uh, I I mean I just kind of. I took, I started playing guitar at eight and then like, I just kind of started writing songs around 12 and then I just kept doing it. And then I had another band with my neighbor and then we started playing together. We toured a lot and did a bunch of stuff and uh, then I just kept doing it. <laughs> what made you, but, wanna, uh, what made you want to pick it up in the first place? Uh, it's a really good question. Probably. Hmm. I don't know, because when you're like eight, you know, you listen to like the weirdest music. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like you're in such a weird place because you're fucking eight yeah. years old. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so like back then, I'm trying to put myself in the situation. And uh, actually, I'm thinking about I don't know. My, I have like a really weird memory. Um, but like <laughs> this is really funny. But I think what made me want to play guitar originally was uh, Metallica did like a cover of uh uh, Mission Impossible theme song. <laughs> I think for, like Mission Impossible two, and I just remember I, I I had this like really strange guitar teacher. He's a very big man, 
and he taught me guitar in like uh, preschool. That's where his, uh, that's where he taught out of. And he would just sit in this tiny chair. He's a huge guy. And I just <laughs> rolled in one day and I was like, this is what I want to learn. Just cause like the riff, you know, it's just very funny. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah. I, yeah. I picked up a guitar right around the same age at eight and, and at that time, my musical influences and my favorites were DMX, NSYNC, and Lil Bow Wow. That's what I listened to at that time. So my my bad. But well, why don't you just throw the Baja in? <laughs> at that time, I guess they were pretty popular. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they were. <laughs> song came out. Yeah. Um. I and I too had a very eclectic guitar teacher. Um. You know, hair down to his ankles was like he was in a band called Metal Wolf, and I was like, hell yeah, I want to be like you. And now I I definitely look back on that and say, thankful I'm not him. But yeah. I, I remember my first day in lessons, he said to me, "So do you want to play lead or rhythm?" And I said, "Oh," and I had no idea what lead guitar meant. I thought it was being the bigger guitar player of the two, the leader. So I was like, I want to be the leader. So he taught me riffs. I didn't even know a chord. He was just teaching me riffs day right. one. And I was like, I made a mistake. So I stopped. Well, dude, guitar teachers can be dangerous if you think about it, because they're these people who can totally guide your life <laughs> in the wrong direction because they're misguided because that's why they're teaching guitar. I'm not trying to say that there's bad but they're like bad because a lot of them, you know, it's a really real situation. So it was about a couple of years ago. I had one guitar teacher, that's name, his name is Andy. And then he left to be a, you know, uh, music uh, librarian at some college and, uh, I had, then I had this other guy, Charlie, and someone invited me to like Georgia Blues uh, guitar competition at Guitar Center, and he was one of the contestants. <laughs> and, oh wow! So like I was like, holy! I don't want to say anything, but like <laughs> I was just like, oh, I don't know, I don't know you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and we did, and there was like, like he was really good, but like we didn't, like it was me and my other friend um, for my old band, and we didn't like choose him because this other guy was just like, he had a vibe and like, he was just really good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Now fast, fast forward to your kind of late teens, early twenties uh, and your musical career. Now kind of when you look back on your time with Gabriel, the Marine kind of what comes to your mind? Well, I definitely learned a lot. Um, Cause we, we had like a lot of really great opportunities at an early age and, being that young, I didn't really know how to handle them. Mm -hmm. um, I got yelled at by Kid Rock's manager at 19. Sick. Oh, wow. His first manager. And that was really funny because I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You just accept it. That's like, I feel like that's what you can do. Yeah. And we were just kind of like working in a realm where, you know, a lot, we knew a lot of great people, but it was just really hard because we were so young. And <clears throat> we just kind of, back then music was different too. So, we took a lot of crazy tours and uh, we, you know, I feel like DIY was more of a thing and mm -hmm. then the venue situation uh, and the bands were just, it was a, just a different time in general. Um, but I remember, you know, this is one funny story was I remember uh, we like played a show with Craig Owens at Gramercy. I mean like 2009. Oh, awesome. And, uh, I think Versa Emerge was on that show. I don't know if you remember that band. And um, <clears throat> basically what happened was uh, this girl from that show 
like she hit us up and she was like yo i live in uh like chicago or something and like i'll pay you guys to come out and like play my sweet 16 and we were like dope and so we go to play the sweet 16 and uh, we drive all the way out there they they paid us pretty well and then what happened was uh we were talking to her and her mom was just like uh yeah, we're so excited that you guys are here. And we're talking to the girl. And she's like, Mom, I thought you were going to get Craig Owens. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we were just like, oh, man. But we played it, and we had we had a great time. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. So funny. You can't buy that stuff. That's freaking awesome. No, you can't. Yeah. I mean, there's been so many, there's so many situations with that. I mean. Oh man, touring is fun. Yeah, I actually used to listen to that band. So uh, Gabriel and me, I'm talking about, and I just wanted to let you know before we move on to the next question that Twilight in the Sun is just a friggin' banger. I love that song. Wow, dude, that's really friggin' old. Yeah, wow. I know. It's uh, <laughs> 11, 11 years old from the time it dropped. It came out in '09. That's so, crazy. Yeah, I'm sure we know a lot of the same people. I I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just an overweight dude from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I say that Joe I'm I'm not really I just say that like I mean I'm overweight don't get me wrong I'm just not as big as your guitar teacher I would imagine right I'd imagine he's a large yeah. I'd imagine he's a large American yeah I mean that image of him it just burned in my head yeah 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 I'm a five foot seven 230 I'm not I'm not you know I'm the Husky Harris over here so, <laughs> so now we talk about bad. yeah so now we talk about local nomad right so sure you you've gotten comps to even craziness like Gnarls Barkley, Phil Collins, Elvis Costello. Now, when I listen to Local Nomad, I'm thinking of three bands that pop into my head. So I think of Passion Pit, I think of Vampire Weekend, and I think of Miniature Tigers. They're the three bands that really jumps out at me. But for you, what was the craziest comp that you've ever gotten, and did you agree with it? Um, man, uh, the weirdest comparison is I think someone once told me that I sound like the singer of him. Yeah. And I was like, I have no idea what you're saying, but if you like that, then I guess I'll take it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, that, that's a, that's an interesting comparison. That yeah, could I've have never heard that. That could have been yeah. your in to like meet Bam and all those dudes. Y- yeah, <laughs> now, that's right in your territory. Yeah, that's right, Westchester baby. Now you yeah. just released a new single, Young Vampires. Literally the day we're recording this. So mm-hmm. what's been the very early feedback so far? I mean. You know, it's it's weird for me because I've had these songs for so long. I mean, I've just kind of been marinating with them and just kind of like planning out the releases for them. Um, but the feedback so far has been really positive, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, it's a it's a great tune. It's available right now, by the way. Um, you can go on Spotify. You were able to pre-save it in your link. You can now go and check it out. Spotify, wherever music's available, I'm sure, in all of your social media bios and, and links and things like that as, as well. So we'll we'll get into what that social media looks like in a second here. Uh, but just releasing song after song from Getting Old as a Bitch to Gates to Young Vampires. Now, the one that I think you may agree with has gotten the most notoriety so far is Love is Gone. Uh now that song, I heard you say somewhere that you rewrote it like six or seven different times over the years based on, you know, a relationship I believe it was about, but Vivo just had you at the top of their playlist. They have over 7 million <coughs> likes on Facebook. That must've been pretty sweet, right? Yeah, no, it was awesome. I mean, um, you know, I, I wrote it a bunch of times just because I was trying to get the right production, 
you know, and really make the right version of it so that I was happy with it and it was just a vibe. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what took so long because I've been making music for so long that I've come to the point where it's like I just want to, you know, I, I feel like I finally dialed in my sound. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just it just took me a long time to do. Yeah. Especially because at this point, it's really just me and my friend who's the producer um and that's it so like i play everything so it just really takes time to you know play the parts come up with them and then dial in the sound that we're kind of going for now do you write like instrument by instrument do you have something in your head and you know friends help you lay that down and what it all looks like arranged or, or how does that process come together um so with a lot of these songs usually how i start is um i just kind of come up with song titles and then I base the song around that and I kind of write the chorus first. And then I go into like the details of like diving into the lyrics and lyric writing is really difficult because it's extremely time consuming because it's like, you know, think about someone writing a book that's difficult, but like you're trying to write a song. So you might only have like a couple, you know, sentences to say what you really mean and you got to make sure it pays off. Um, but essentially like i'm not a drummer so like i'll tell my producer i'm like hey like i'm thinking this like maybe you know this is what the kick is doing or what if we do a fill here and like you know then i'll play the i'll play the bass play the guitar um come up with keyboard parts uh backup vocals and stuff like that um then the song structure so a lot of my process is um just trying to write a lot of songs and sitting with the song as bare bones as possible, whether it's on a guitar and piano and just trying to break up the song in a different way um, and see how many different ways I could play that song. So that like, like I listen to a lot of records. Um, mm-hmm. Like I think a really good one that inspired me texturally was, uh, or just as an artist in general is like Jim James from my morning jacket. Yeah. Um, because he has like a lot of really cool, um, tones in his record. And I think, I think Blake Mills does a couple of his records. I think he produced a couple of his records and like, I'm a really big fan of him. So like the comparisons that you gave me, uh, like Vampire Week and all that stuff, that's, uh, that's amazing. Um, but like I reason, I feel like a lot of people have, uh, maybe compared me to like, you know, CeeLo Green, obviously I, I'm nowhere near CeeLo Green, <laughs> but, but I, I make music that it has a little bit of an older soul to it. For sure. And, uh, I kind of ha- have tried to, you know, bring that into 2020 and add some different, um, production elements and just make it a little bit more modern. So that maybe like people, you know, people, kids or whoever, uh, you know, can connect to it and it kind of fits more in with what's going on today. As a 32 year old emo kid, because I'm I've never grown up, this your sure. your stuff is like perfect for me. It's to me, it's like what an emo kid or a pop punk kid would listen to at 32, and it's cool. it's like that natural progression of I don't know if I'm looking for homegrown anymore or like at the drive-in, of course, um, but I am looking for like you like I said that Vampire Weekend type sound, and, and that's what I get with you. So just like. You know, uh, this uh, Sam's got the next question, but I just had to get this out. I, I was saving this for the end, but I just got to say it now. To me, uh, when I think about your music, the one that really 
hit home for me because I have a ton of anxieties around like aging and just the, sure. the future. You know, I, I consistently listen to the song. The future freaks me out by motion city soundtrack, but that song continues to give Great me, anxiety. but it continues to give me anxiety. So I don't know what I do. I'm a masochist, I guess. I don't know why I do it to myself, but for me getting older or getting old as a bitch really connected with me. And that's it. It's not a question. It's just a statement, but like, I can't be the yeah. first person who's told you that or will tell you that I can't be. No, I mean, well, I feel like it's really funny because I was just reading a lot of comments on, you know, in, on Instagram, like from DMs and stuff. And uh, someone made a comment and was like, this song is for uh, retired English teachers and, and older people. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of true. <laughs> but I think, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I just wrote it because uh, it was something that my grandma says. And uh, for sure, she says it like all the time. And I was just like, I got to make this into a song because it's true. Yeah. And, uh, there's really, there's no like mystery behind it. It's like really just like, just the this, truth. It's just the truth. This, here's this song. Some, uh, yeah. this is, <laughs> Some people look forward to that stage of life. You know, like sitting in the chair playing shuffleboard. I don't, I, I, I don't, I like having motor skills and being able to use the bathroom on my own. So I'm with you, man. I'm not looking forward to those days. I mean, I think it's, I think it will be fine once we get there. Let's just hope that this ends soon. This whole <laughs> pandemic thing. <laughs> yeah, right. We're all yeah, getting there. I'm over this quarantine. We're trip. getting there faster than we need to right now with that. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have an upcoming EP. What can you tell us about it? So Gates is a collection of songs that I've written over the past two years. I kind of, I, uh, long story short, um, I was going under a different name, Des, and, uh, somebody stole, like, this kid that I know who was on Epic Records, he stole my name, and oh, shit. so he calls himself Des Rocks, um, so, like, I had to, like, change my name, so, like, I went through this whole phase of being like, you know what, like, I'm just gonna try to just write a lot of songs now and kind of, like, rebrand myself in a different way, so... I spent, you know, the better part of like a year and a half just like writing and writing a bunch of songs. And I was doing a lot of like production stuff in, uh, in Jersey and Montclair with my friend. And I really got more into like production and like keyboard stuff, and vintage synths and 808s and, and just learned a lot more about like production and listened to a lot of records and um, just had like a lot of different life experience um, and I grew a lot over that time and um, I think you know a lot of these songs like reflect on the past and like I'm just looking back at you know my life because I just turned 30 and uh, while it's awesome it's just weird mm -hmm. and I think that um, you know the local nomad EP is uh, we, we changed the name to the local nomad EP oh, great. which comes out uh, the 19th of uh june um but i think it's just a reflection of like all the stages that i've been through in my 20s and um just looking back at everything and then you know i, I wrote that summertime song which you guys have heard which is basically just kind of like I, I always wanted to write a baseball song because i think that um you know little league and travel baseball are really funny yeah. um oh yeah because they which like i kind of want to write um pitch like a sitcom to somebody 
about just about like little league baseball and how crazy everyone gets. It's hilarious. <laughs> I have so, like I have five nephews and nieces under the age of ten, and I go to all their games. And yes, can confirm. It's insane. I mean, like parents go nuts, and like there's like this whole other like drama thing. But but yeah, so that that's the that's the consensus of the ATP. It's just a bunch of different stages that I've been through, a bunch of different gates um, in my twenties, and looking back at all the songs and all the things that I've done, and and moving forward. So where did it the- makes you feel about any better? I like like lo- local nomad better, by the way. Oh yeah, it's much easier to search. And uh, my last name is Desmond, so I just went by Des. But uh, but yeah. What so what actually inspired? Because it's a, it, it is Sam's right. It's a great name. Kind of where'd you come up with the local nomad thing? It's got a great. Um, <clears throat> it's a think piece. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. Contra- uh, contradicts well, itself. Uh, one of my friends uh, came up with the name local. He's like, yo, I got it, man. Because like I had a lawyer friend that was trying to help me with names, and he was like trying to think of all these like hip names. He'd be like, yo, what about like tree? With the three and an E, and I'd be like, "Is it no, you a rapper?" He would like, he would like shoot me names like that all day. He's like, "Yo, I got it, bro. Shoot." He's like, oh, "Shoot," great. but with like C H O. Oh God! <laughs> Glad it's, you didn't go that route. Th- did you? Uh, yeah. So well, real quick before so, you, before you continue, did you ever see the movie That Thing You Do? Yes. With the wonders and the oneaters. It's the only yep. thing. It's the only thing I'm thinking about right now with your friend. I'm like, it's it's now, one like O N E. Well, the thing is, he's he's like a serious music lawyer, and he has like really huge clients. And like, I don't know why he was like doing that thing, being like, "Yo, <laughs> like like yo, Paris man." He's like, "Look at that," and I'd be like, "All right, but dude, no." But um, so so yeah, this um this name came about because my friend was like. What about local foreigner? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if that's the best uh, thing. So um, my girlfriend's sister was like, what about local nomad? I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it just kind of fell into place because it's really hard to come up with a band name because everything is taken. And you could go with a name that's already taken, but then it's a lot harder to search. And then like, just more difficult, especially with all the streaming platforms and stuff. And you can kind of get lost in the, in the heat of things. Yeah. Um, we, so we interviewed somebody else and he, we talked about the similar thing of like, Hey, how'd you find your name? And he said, we just wanted simple. We wanted you to be able to pronounce it and for it to be like one word and just kind of simple. So I get, I get it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you make the name for sure. You know, we can, we can go crazy and be like, Hey, like, uh, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a name that's kind of like, all right. Soundgarden is an awesome name. That's a really cool name or, but it's also like a perspective brand new. Like that's a weird name. Yeah. When you think about it, yeah, break it yeah. down. Um, good example. But, uh, you know, coming from a band that was like, every time I tell people like what band I'm in, like Gabriel the Marine, they'd be like, I'm sorry, what did you say? That was <laughs> so hard so like that um you know gave me anxiety just like telling people the name because it was just they would be so confused they're like i don't get it <laughs> now <laughs> now our last question before we actually you know what let's hit the socials first uh where can our listeners find you on social media 
Uh, you can find me at uh, I am local nomad on Instagram. And uh, Facebook, it's just local nomad, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So again, search out local nomad on Facebook. I am local nomad on Instagram. Um, and if you want a link to it, it'll be a link in this episode description. You can just find it there or you can go on our social medias. Um, if you already listened and followed us, you can go into one of, one of our recent posts where we announced the interview. It's tagged there. So you can just click there as well. Uh, our last question before we move into the rapid fire stuff and we break the, down the wall, have a lot of fun. Well, a lot more fun because I'm having a great time. I, I read an article recently about how you came to actually write the song Gates and it involved like a friend and a liquor store and it was friggin' wild. Um, can you tell that story to our listeners? Yeah. Um, so I was working with my friend in Jersey in Montclair and he was just going through like Xanax withdrawals and he's just, he's a really amazing producer and, uh, we would, we were working on a lot of music together and he would just get so weird because he, you know, was withdrawing from drugs and he would get like very angry. And, uh, we, this, this song almost didn't happen because he was just getting to the a breaking point and uh i he like played some chord progression and i was like dude i'm gonna write a great song right now i was like let me just track this he's like yo hold up dude like we can't track this song unless you buy me something to drink and i'm like all right dude well let's just track this and then we can go in the car and then i'll drive you there so we did it and we tracked like a part of it and I just like came up with the chorus in the car. Um, and then I was like singing the chorus and he's like, yo, that, that sounds like, uh, maps by, uh, the yeah, yeahs. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. I was like, it's great. So I'm just like, <laughs> so we went, so we went back and we just, you know, tracked the rest of the song and it kind of, I think for that I did, you know, the verse, the first chorus, second verse and second chorus. Cause that's usually how like, right. When I'm trying to do something fast, like I'll kind of just come up with like a quick structure or like track half the song. And then that was kind of the gist of it. But like, but yeah, so it, the song almost didn't happen, but I was like, I'm just going to buy this. I'm just going to get this dude drunk uh, because <laughs> I need to write this song. That's and awesome. I'll tell you though, you. I, I will say this. On top of that story being uh, worth it, that uh, your impression game is is on. That's not the first impression you've done today. <laughs> no, I have. Listen, I have. I'm not really. I'm not really good at impressions. I just trick people. It's more of like an inflection thing. Ah. Like I'm very bad at. Like I only have a few, so ah. I just. But I use them a lot. But you, re- yeah, you recycle through them, but you make sure there's space between, so we don't remember. That's that's a genius move. Yeah, some would. Some it's all would, about knowing what you got. Some some would call that a power, power move. Some would call that power move. Yeah, good for you. So we're going to get into our rapid fire segment where we throw questions at you as fast as humanly possible, and then okay. you kick us back the answer. Hopefully without thinking about it. But we'll leave the caveat in there that if you do, it's okay. Sam's going to kick us off. So first one, the best movie you've seen since quarantine started. Uh, a Forrest Gump. Oh, me. I just watched it two days ago. Hell yes. It's great movie. Your go to binge worthy show. Uh, Ozark. Oh, oh I, S- I just finished it. Yeah. It's a great show. Let's Fantastic. let's put a let's put a pause on this already. We we love doing pauses in these. Sam just finished okay. Ozark. It's one of my favorite shows, 
probably ever, and I think the best show on Netflix right now. What got you into it? Uh, just the first season. Yeah. Um, it was incredible. And then uh, I really like Jason Bateman. I think he's great. Yep. Um, but it's like the, it's one of the best shows I've seen since Breaking Bad. <laughs> yep. Um, that's the comp. Because I mean, it's the, that's the standard it, comp. It, 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 it's the it's the go to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, I just there's so there's like too many shows right now. For it's sure. Just I can't I can't even like go into them. We can't, can't you, into you don't want to invest the time. You're like I can't, I can't invest it right now. No, I mean, I've, I, I'm just like done with it. Like I, I, it, I'm losing my mind over here. Now, before we go into the, the third rapid fire question, um, Sam and I are divided on the third season. I thought it was the weakest of the three. Sam liked it a little bit, a lot more than I did. I, I loved it. So where do you fall? I, I think it served the storyline. Um, and I think it gave like a nice conclusion yeah, definitely the conclusion to the show. Great. Yeah, and it wrapped it up, and like it felt, it felt good to get there in the storyline. Yeah, but I think that I liked the second season the best. Hmm. Hmm, that, that's my least favorite. Interesting. Yeah, mine, mine's yeah. the first season's my favorite. So between the three of us, we all have a favorite. All three seasons yeah. are our favorite. That's how you know the show's <clears> great <throat> is because all three of us have a different season that yep. is our favorite. So just a testament to the writing and and acting in, in that show. Yeah. Just sign him for season four. I'm ready. Great show, man. Besides music, your go-to quarantine hobby is? Damn. Uh, eating ice cream and running. I know. So eating ice cream <laughs> does not count. I was just about to say. No, man. I've just been, I've just been going for walks every day. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a hobby. I guess, okay. Is that a hobby? Yeah. I see. Yeah, I, exercise I, and walking. You'll get out of the house, get some sun. Yeah. Batman or Superman and why? Um... Would I want to be them or do just like, your favorite? I'd say I'd say Batman. And any any reason behind it? Just because Batman's just, obviously a badass. I don't know. I just really like. I I just never got into Superman. I just it was just he just wasn't cool. Okay, <laughs> like, who's, your, who's your favorite live action Batman? Uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, eighty nine classic. Can't go wrong. Come on, man. I'm I'm nineties kid. You know. No, of course, of course, I got you. Would you prefer living in the busiest city on earth or a quiet countryside? Mm. I'd say in between, but I'd say busiest city because I don't know if I could do anything in the country. I do like the country, but I don't know if I could stay there for that long. I think Uh I agree. Because – so I lived in the city till I was <clears throat> 17, moved to the suburbs, and that's not the quiet countryside, but it's still the suburbs where the houses are not stuck together and there's 200 on a single street. Um, yeah. And I I appreciate my time there and I appreciate, you know, you know, living with my parents up in there until I, my wife and I decided to move out. Well, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, decided to move out. We moved back to that same city we grew up in because – I like the hustle bustle. I actually don't mind the the cop sirens at 1 a.m. It's kind of like soothing in a way. I mean, like, I hope everyone's okay, but like, at the same (laughs) time, at the same time, like, I don't know. I like noise. I like being distracted. I don't like silence at night. And then when you're in the suburbs, man, it's like deathly quiet at night. And that to me, that's no bueno. That's when my head starts racing. So for me, I kind of like that hustle bustle. Um, all right, I'll move on to my section of rapid fire. For me, what is the most annoying thing about one of your neighbors? They can remain anonymous, but that really grinds your gears. Uh, well, I don't, I don't think they're going to listen to this because they're, 
really old, but uh, they're not that old. But uh, they're just not friendly, and they've just been super weird about, like, when I walk past them in the street, like, they're just, like, we're walking um, next to, like, a busy road, and I saw them, and, like, I waved to them, and they they were, like, super weird about me, like, walking past them, even though I wasn't close. And it's, like, guys, like, I think we're good. Like, <laughs> I know... I know the Ronus is out there, but you know, I think that if I don't touch you and I move past you, I think we're good. I don't really know what other way to move past you because we're <laughs> walking across a busy road. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think we all had that neighbor. Like I had growing up on my old street in the city, I had that neighbor like three or four houses down that they got their driveway re-cemented. And even, and I was a skateboarder growing up, so they already hated me because I was out there all day skating. But if God forbid my wheel touched their cement, they would come out screaming, get off my cement. Oh, it was the worst. It was the worst. (laughs) The good old days. I'll tell you though, being like a 17 year old with like a studded belt and like the long hair, I didn't give a shit. I flipped them off and moved on. Now I feel much worse about it, but. You know, yeah, that's hilarious. If you could get rid of one professional sport, what would it be and why? I don't know. It's like, it's really hard to say because, like, sports, I don't know, man. I'm trying you to could say, say soccer. We won't be, whoa, whoa, and even whoa. like, I, I would have, I would have to say bowling, but like, I bowled for a second as a kid. So did we, like, yeah. Bowling is, is cool, but like, I feel like it should not be a sport. <laughs> like, I feel like it's in a different category. Like, I, I feel like get it's, behind that. It's more of a know, hobby. So I'm not canceling bowling because, <laughs> like, I, like I don't like, like I don't think it should be a sport. Yeah. But not because like it's not athletic. I just think that it's just not as athletic as other sports. So would you believe me if I told you I was the captain of my high school bowling team? I would. It really yeah. was. Yeah, I really was. I, how about this? Walked on. Walked on, got named captain. One year wonder, baby. We were the second. What, what's your highest that you bowled? Uh, I was one strike away from a perfect game. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> is, I blew it. Is that your biopic? <laughs> yeah, it the way I see it's my Twitter bio. Yeah, one strike away. I'm always is that just your one autobiography. I'm always one. It was a short. It was a short autobiography. I'm one strike away. That's how I do, man. I choke under pressure like the best of them. Um, I can make a. I, I'm you know <clears throat> great at mini golf. Can sink a hole in one, but I can't make the three foot putt straight on. Just can't do it. I choke. That's right. what. I, that's what I do, man. Um, what about the same question? But for major national holidays, huh? I'd say um, I don't know because I could get it could get me in trouble with the ladies if I say the wrong thing. Uh, yeah, I was like, okay, is he going to say Valentine's Day? Or? Now, like, I'm not thinking like Arbor Day. Like, that's that's you know they're like kind of, but I'm talking like yeah, that that. That's what I was going to say. The Thanksgivings of the world, the the Christmases, the Halloweens. I got my answer. Easy. But. I don't know. Like, I I could do without Thanksgiving now. Wow. Like, I want to be real. I don't know, because th- it's between Thanksgiving or Easter. That's where mine is. Mine's Easter. You know? Yeah. yeah. Easter, I, I, Easter yeah. is just like, all right, we get it. Like, uh, this guy, 
Yeah. <laughs> Rose. So for me, and, uh, for me, Easter is just Thanksgiving in the <clears throat> spring, but without football. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of over it. Like you get together, you, yeah. you eat, but there's nothing to watch. I mean, there's baseball, yeah, but, but not this year. Easter's better because it's nicer out. Like I'm, sometimes I'm a, I'm a fall guy, so I'll, I'll, just, I'll respectfully disagree. Oh, I like the fall too, but at that point, you know, and yeah, you know, well, you guys are pretty close to New York too. Yeah, but I feel like it just gets kind of cold and. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. My former answer would have been Halloween, but now I have a, a one year old, and so I'm like psyched for Halloween every year to get to take her around. Well, you know, you know what? I mean, I just like the I just like October, and I like Halloween because I just like horror movies and stuff. You said. Yeah, I just like the movie, but yeah, I maybe maybe Halloween. There you go. Just because I'm older, and I'm just like, all right. I, I can't trick or treat no more. <laughs> yeah, you you uh, could, but you'd get some looks, and you'd probably get turned away a few places. Nah, I wear a mask. You'll be right. <laughs> yeah, you get in trouble. We're all going to be wearing masks. So That's I right. Now, if you could eat only, well, not if you could, if you had to eat only fast food for the rest of your life, what one chain are you picking? Uh, Taco Bell. <sighs> Hell yeah! Why? Interesting. Okay, I'm probably a Chick Fil A guy, but Taco Bell's delicious. Um. Just because, oh, I, I, I mean, I love Taco Bell. It's great. I, I just think the menu has a great variety. I mean, so, I mean, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. So there's a misconception about that. The reason I wouldn't pick Taco Bell is while they have a lot of stuff on the menu, it all kind of oh, just tastes like, ta- but it all kind of just tastes like Taco Bell. Like everything kind of tastes the same there. Good point. Um, I Stop. I'm, now I'm getting so hungry. Sam, Sam, I like yeah, your but ta- Taco Bell. Is, yeah, but like if you if you're not feel, like if you feel like being healthy, you know, you could just get like a little Taco Bowl. <laughs> you know, like, honestly, yo, Taco Bell is actually they do have like a, a healthy side of their menu, so it's like it's not all like shit food. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean if you it's, just it's honestly, all the same shitty food, they just use less of it. <laughs> if you just get like a taco, it's really yeah, not hold, that bad, you know. Hold like the it, cheese. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like people, people talk a lot of shit on like McDonald's and stuff. I think Jim Gaffigan said it. He's just like, you know, someone's got to be eating those million burgers a year. But it's like <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. You know, everyone's embarrassed. They roll up to, you know, McDonald's and they're like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were here." You know, you guys, <laughs> you guys are getting the burger. You know, so I think uh, it, you could eat really anything. Is like if you go to McDonald's or Burger King or any of those things, if you just get a small hamburger. And no fries. I mean, you're you're chilling. Like yeah, you're fine. Yeah. See, that's why. You know? see, so Ch- Sam goes Chick Fil A. For me, not enough variety in the menu. You're getting all chicken. For you, Taco I Bell. I totally agree. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. For me, I'm I'm torn, man. So I would have said McDonald's, but I've recently opened up to the world of Panda Express, and I'm kind of all about it. Panda Express is good. It's good. It, plus, they give this friggin' crazy family meal for 20 bucks that's affordable for me that's well, two, actually you know what i got it i um, can i change yeah I change of it? course i'd say if you know panera just because that menu they're always keeping it fresh yeah no that, that, that's true they wrote they rotate and stuff yeah okay I yeah can see yeah you know you, you can get a different and, soup and half sandwich every day let me let yeah, me it's like a, come it's on a seasonal menu you know i mean <laughs> <laughs> all right all right uh final question of the evening of the interview we'll wrap it up with i want you to to kind of paint this picture in your head you're on stage and uh it's at uh what the hell is that real big awesome place in nashville can't think of it the grand old opry i believe sure you're on stage doing a duet 
with a Disney princess. Which Disney princess and why? Oh my God. Um, Damn. And not the actress that plays that princess or voices it. I'm talking the character. Who was your girl as, as growing up? Yeah, man. It's really all about who was your first Disney crush. I can tell you, you know. Most, most, yeah, it's, 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 a lot of it's Ariel. I mean, Ariel's got a lot of popularity. Uh, Ariel? Yeah. It's mermaid or as a human? Um, Either or. She's, her, good, her better um, songs come in mermaid form. Let's say, you know, I'll get that out there. Yeah, I'd say I, I'd say Ariel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, see, I was my, that's my pick too. That was my girl. That's classic, right there. I'm see my daughter's in like a little mermaid kick, so I'm watching it three times a day, every day. So I'm, yeah. I'm with you. My, Lucky uh, you. I know she gets into like or, serial or obsessive. Belle, so. You know, Beauty and the Beast. That was our wedding theme. So yeah, I'm, I can't listen. You can't go. You were just two for two in my book on that, and I'm happy to end the interview now because I'm I'm satisfied. <laughs> because i'm selfish um all right perfect <laughs> so mike no listen no, that was a blast hey man we really awesome. really appreciate this yeah for sure man yeah uh Thanks anything anything else you want to uh, add before before we let you go no i mean just you know look out for the local nomad ep and uh it's coming out june 19th and uh follow me on instagram and i'm local nomad and uh hopefully we'll be playing some shows uh, 2021, but uh, I'm gonna be <laughs> come but, to Philly, baby. Yeah, I know, man, right around the corner. But uh, yeah, basically, I mean, we're gonna be. What I mean, what I'm saying, we. I'm so used to like talking on behalf of a band, uh, but it's really just me. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna be releasing pretty much a song a month this year, and then probably next year a full length. So just be on the lookout for a lot more songs and a lot more content and some live streaming and some other great stuff. Awesome. Michael Desmond, AKA local nomad. Thank you so much for being on the show this evening. If you could hang on the line, just one second, we would really appreciate it. But everybody, that was the bonus episode. Uh, we appreciate you. And we'll be back next week for episode 188. Hope everyone's staying safe. Happy Memorial day. <laughs>